The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Human beings are not the only players in this game of life. There are multidimensional beings that interact with humans, as well as the unseen controllers who decide the course of human history, the secret shadow government, the United States military-industrial complex, and many dark magicians who pose as political and religious figureheads. Tonight's special guest has been working on her own spiritual enlightenment with the help of her star friends, moving toward a higher awareness and higher vibrational frequencies. There have been negative beings that she has run into along the way, but she always makes it through to continue on her inner journey. She continuously learns and grows and puts her knowledge to use. More than that, the friendly multidimensional beings whom she labeled star people taught her that love is always the answer. She learned to use her own energy body to connect with Source, to fill her entire being with the strongest power there is, love. When her physical body lays down to sleep at night, her consciousness keeps on going. She leaves her physical form and flies freely through the alternate reality, discovering parts of herself and parts of our world that have been erased from our knowledge by wars, propaganda, and brainwashing, and the rewriting of our true history. The secrets of this life have been hidden by secret societies that will do anything to keep that knowledge to themselves. However, the rising of consciousness and the empowerment of human beings is currently in progress and cannot be stopped. The shift is happening now. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and more. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, EMP Shield, Solar, and EMP Protection, Rebounders, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Bonnie Jean Mitchell is the founder of AlienAbductionHelp.com and co-founder of AwakenVideo.org. She's a researcher, author, and lifelong contactee, along with her husband, John, Bonnie discovered a psychological and digital form of mnemonic mind control on electronic devices that can literally reprogram the human mind. For over 20 years, she has given advice to those living through paranormal and metaphysical experiences. She wrote the book Journey with the Star People in 2005 and published her new book, The Shift, in 2021. In synchronicity with the actual spiritual shift and ascension of mankind, This latest book is the handbook for anyone who needs guidance through the current paradigm shift in consciousness. And directly from Uruguay, I would like to welcome Bonnie Jean Mitchell back to Veritas. Hello, Bonnie, and welcome back. How are you? 
Hi, Mel. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. And it's a pleasure to hear from you. Uh, Uruguay, I was telling you before we began, some people tell me that that, that seems to be an oasis when it comes to what's happening around the world. Am I right in saying that? Yes, I, I think so. I think Uruguay is one of the uh, more open-minded free places that you're going to find right now. It's really a, a natural paradise. And um, as far as the rules and regulations go, um, the the vaccinations here are not mandatory, although a lot of people have gotten them here. Um, but they're not really um, pushing them that badly. And people here are, they're really kind of down to earth people who are pretty smart. And as far as like mask wearing goes, people are still wearing them in the grocery stores. Like that's a rule in public places, but out walking about on the street around the community, nobody's wearing masks and everybody's getting together and being together and, you know, there's no social distancing or anything like that. I, I think Uruguay's kind of going back to normal the way it used to be, which is great because people here were always, you know, hugging each other and kissing each other as greetings. Right. And they're starting to do that again. So I think things are getting better here. Not only that, but you have Brazil north of you with Bolsonaro and in the south, Argentina, which more socialist, but there's a common denominator, a herd that neither of these two presidents really caved in to what the, I'm not going to name names, one of the big pharma companies, uh, they really were threatened and they said no. And is that true that they basically in the South and in the North uh, did not cave in? I am not exactly sure about that. I did hear something about the president of Brazil doing that and not accepting uh, more vaccines. What happened in Argentina, and I don't mean to bring this up because this is a different subject. In Argentina, they were told, and other countries, that we cannot guarantee safety. But what we'll do is use as collateral all your embassy buildings around the world and all your military bases. And they said, take a hike. We're not going to do that. That's what I was referring to. Okay. Yeah, I can totally see that happening. I mean, the people down here in the... In the South, the Southern Hemisphere, um, these people, they know more about survival and taking care of themselves and, and being healthy. So they're not so quick to accept everything the government tells them. That, that's my impression anyway, being in Uruguay. Bunny, back when we spoke, you and, and your husband, John, we did a great interview about the mnemonics back in 2017. Uh, which is basically just any, anybody who hasn't listened to that interview, just go back and listen to it. When you look at the TVs and you look at uh, the news in the afternoon, for example, you see these uh, breaking news and you see these things that pop out in your screen. That has a hypnotic effect on people. This is what we discussed in the past and we'll discuss it later because we'll bring it all together. But we didn't get a chance to to really dive into your story, the alien abduction and this has been happening for a very long time. So I'd like to explore and rediscover what you went through, if that's okay with you. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so I'll just start at the beginning. So I am a, a lifelong contactee. And um, it really all started when I was about four years old. And I think it, it started because when I was that age, I was very awake and aware. 
And my third eye was open and it was active and working. So I would do this thing at night when my parents tucked me in and said goodnight to me. They'd turn the light off and close the bedroom door. And so I'd be in this dark room, which wasn't really scary for me. I was more curious than anything. So I would lay there in the dark with my eyes open because I wanted to see what was in there. You know, because I, I had a feeling that there were things there just because it was dark. I couldn't see them. So I would keep my eyes open. And after doing this for a little while, I started to see images that were kind of glowing, like the outline of them would be glowing. And it's as if I was seeing them on a screen about two foot in front of my forehead. And I think this was actually a projection from my third eye. So as I was doing this every night for, for a number of years, I started to see things like, well, first I saw toys and candy and ice cream and, and things that I liked. I was creating these images. And then other images, random things would, would come um, into the dark. I would see them. Uh, and people, like human people, would walk into my room. And it was usually two people, sometimes three. But they were always very friendly and they were holding hands. And they'd walk right up to my bed. Now, I was awake, wide awake when this was happening. I was watching these. They looked like etheric beings, but I could see them. And they would come right up to my bed, and they were trying to talk to me, but I couldn't hear them. I could see their lips moving, but I could never hear what they were saying. And it seemed like there was a pane of glass between us or some type of wall, some type of barrier. So after they realized... No, I couldn't hear them at all. They were they were nice. They smiled and they walked away. And I wonder now if maybe they were my grandparents or my great-grandparents or, or somebody like that visiting. So one night when I was doing this, I was about four years old. And um, I saw two star people for the very first time walk into my vision. Now, the first time I saw them, they literally look like they're made out of sticks <laughs> like their arms and legs and bodies were just thin as sticks and they had big round heads and i i couldn't see anything about their faces maybe because it was dark or maybe because i had never seen them before but they were holding hands and they walked up to the foot of my bed and i got really scared and i sat up and i screamed and my mother came running into the room and as she did, they kind of just disappeared. And so this this continued. And um, by the time I was seven years old, I had somehow become friends with these star people. So I don't really know what happened between four years old and seven years old. But then I have a memory of being seven. And they came into my bedroom one night. Uh, it was two of them. and. They were, um, they were probably like three and a half foot tall, and they had the big heads, but their skin was kind of like a cream color or a really light tan color. And uh, one of them came to stand by my pillow, by my head, and the other one stood down by, by my feet. And I, I felt totally fine with them being there. I, I knew what it, 
like I had done it before. I knew what to do. I sat up and threw the blankets off and I hopped right out of my bed and one of them held my left hand and the other one held my right hand. And we walked right out of my bedroom through the living room and right out the front door. And I really don't remember where we went or what happened after that. Um, but also around the same time period, I had an experience during the night where this little star person came into my room. It was about three foot tall and, and he didn't have a huge head. It was like a normal, smaller size head. And he, he seemed like he was in a hurry or something urgent was happening. And he said, we've got to hide because the bad men are coming. And I, I trusted him. So I, I jumped out of my bed and we hurried and he held my hand and we went into the closet. Uh, like in the hallway off the living room. And we were holding really still in there. And um, he must have been really short, actually, because he was shorter than I was, and I was seven years old. So I kept looking down at him. He was looking up at me, and we were being really quiet. And we heard somebody come into the house. Now, my parents were asleep the entire time. Um, so we heard some people come into the living room, and they were seemed like they were looking around and moving some things around a little bit, uh, but they didn't stay for too long and they went out the front door. And so my little star friend and I decided to step out and look and we saw that there was no one there. And then we decided to go out the front door. Now the little star person wanted me to go someplace with him. And I don't know where that was because we never got there because when we stepped out the front door, um, these two bad men, which I called robbers, um, chased after us. And I went running across the street to my neighbor's house. And my little star friend went running a different direction and I, I lost him. So I ran into my neighbor's back door into the kitchen and I was very familiar with their house. I go over there all the time. And I ran into the kitchen and these two men who were adult men and now you know, looking back, I'm thinking they were some type of government agents. And they actually chased me around the kitchen table, and one of them knocked me over. He stuck his foot out and made me trip face face first. And he put this little um, metal piece right under my left rib cage, as if it was a little implant or something. And after that, I kind of lost consciousness. And when I woke up, I was in an underground facility, and I know it was an underground government facility, and I was laying there on a, a metal table, and there was another girl laying next to me on the table, and she was a lot older than me. I think she was probably um, 18 or so. And to me, she was, you know, she was pretty big. She was old to me because I was seven. And we were kind of trying to help each other. Like she was looking at me and, and smiling at me and trying to talk nice to me. But the fact was that we were both tied to these tables. And this, these men came into the room and they, they were mean to us. And they, I know that they wanted to scare us. And they said, told us that they were going to coat us with gold and turn us into statues. Uh, I don't know what that means, but I was pretty terrified because I, I thought, well, if I get coated with gold, then I guess, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to breathe. So I'm going to die. So that was pretty 
scary. Um, but I woke up from that experience. I woke up in my bed the next morning and I seemed to be just fine. So, you know, something happened there between the ages of four and seven. And I, I have memories of being in that underground base uh, at other times when I was really young. And I remember seeing a doctor there. Um, he was, he was a man. I, I imagine he was, you know, he was probably in his thirties or something at that time. And there were a bunch of nurses. You know, there were like five or six nurses or so. And I, I recognized that place. I went back there in a later experience many years later. In fact, it wasn't really that long ago. It's probably 10 years ago. And I went to that same underground military base, and that same doctor was there. And he's much older now, but I recognized him, and he remembered me. And a couple of the same nurses were there, but there were new ones too. So I I connected with this doctor. I said, I remember you. I remember you used to have your desk right over there. And I pointed towards these double doors. And um, he was really surprised, and he looked at me very shocked. And uh, he smiled at me, but he didn't say anything. And uh, so, yeah, I did remember him. That was the same doctor from when I was little. And, and these were humans. These were definitely all humans. So when you say in your book, reading graduation, how long did it take for you to feel graduated? And what did constitute being graduated? Right. So, um, yeah, I wrote about this in my first book, Journey with the Sir People. Um, so what happened was when I was about 20 years old, I, I, it really started, I was about 19, and this lasted for about five years. I went to what I call the Star People School, and it happened at night for the most part. I would go to sleep, and the Star People would come into my room, and they were helping me to raise my vibrational frequency in order to meet with them, first of all. Um, so what they would do was they'd come into my room, and they would lower their frequency a little bit and they would help me raise mine and doing this would sometimes cause paralysis or tingling of my body and it was like a transition that i went through um i call it the transitional phase and it was like my consciousness was um moving upward in awareness and i was leaving my physical body so they were literally taking me out of my physical body. So this is the way it happened in the early days when I was about 20 years old. And then I would go with them and we would, um, we might go on one of their ships, their craft. I have been on many different ones, many different times. And this training that happened was, it was psychic testing. And there was a group of humans with me. So I wasn't the only one. Um, but I had a whole class of humans around the same age as me. And they would do the psychic testing with us. And if we did a good job, then we'd graduate up to the next level, um, go on to the next testing. And for the, for the children who did not pass the test, they would simply take them home. And they, they didn't come back. So... 
this class of mine I studied with, and it, it was about like using. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.